I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Max Kellerman not wanting to give me credit. If the Heat end up winning this series, James Steele on my screen for the topic right now. Are the Heat actually a terrible basketball team? Yeah, it's a good These topic. are the people I work with, ladies and gentlemen. This is what people I have are to asking, deal with. Amber. Lots Ugh. of people are asking that. No, Just the same amount of people considering the Miami Dolphins that. a contender in the NFL next it's, it, Nobody is asking, are the Heat a terrible basketball team when they people are in fact... Know. In the NBA Finals, and they also have a game that they stole on the road in Denver. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. That's the voice of Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him at Drudel25. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Oklahoma, Florida State right now tied at zero in the top of the second in the Women's College World Series. Oklahoma can clinch another national title tonight with a win. You can see that game on ESPN and on ESPN Plus right now. Also, we will keep you up to date on Stanley Cup final game three between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in for game four of the NBA finals tomorrow night because it ain't over yet, people. Not even close. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM channel 80. It'll look like a very different series after the Heat go ahead and even things up tomorrow Whoa. night, Drew. And the reality is... Joe Namath on the show tonight. Whoa! The reality is that I still have hope. And the reason I still have hope is because last night it took Jokic and Murray quite literally setting an NBA record, right, in order to dominate that game in the second half. In the second quarter, they got a little help from Tony Brothers and the officials. Because I do think, and Perk mentioned it earlier when he was on with us, if you missed that interview with Kendrick Perkins or anything else here on Joe and Amber, go ahead and check out the podcast on the ESPN app. I do think that those calls change the momentum of the game on Gabe Vincent there in the second quarter. Otherwise, I think the Nuggets might have been in trouble. In the third quarter, the Heat, they forgot to show up. So that was problematic. They did try to cut the lead down in the fourth. It was too late by the time those guys showed up. But there are mistakes that the Nuggets made throughout the game that give me hope. And yet again, the historic performance that it took. So it ain't over, Drew. It's far from over. Well, I'm just impressed that Tony Brothers can swing a game by 15 points. I mean, that's honestly impressive. It was a contributing that, factor. That's he just swung a, the momentum. The mo- momentum. Step aside, Tim Donaghy. He didn't even impact fixed. games that much by actually gambling on <laughs> oh, them. So God. congrats to Tony Brothers for, for doing that. You know, you say all this about how the Nuggets needed historic performances from Jokic and Murray, and that is true. It was one of the best performances by a duo we've seen in NBA history. And Kendrick Perkins, even on NBA Today, earlier on ESPN TV, I think he had Jokic as one of the top five finals performances in a single game he's ever seen. And the guy was incredible. You know, 30 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. That's been done five times in NBA playoff history. Jokic has three of them. I think the other two are Wilt and maybe Kareem or Bill Russell. Jokic is in rarefied air. We haven't really seen a guy do what he's doing. We say that a lot watching Nikola Jokic. Those guys were like supernovas last night. 
But outside of them, they didn't get a whole lot of help. If you look at the second half, Michael Porter Jr. played eight minutes in the entire second half. He was 0 for 3 from the floor and did not score. He was benched in favor of Christian Brown. Last night was the Christian Brown game, and we saw nothing from MPJ. A guy who, by the way, it's easy to forget this, and you actually reminded me of this in a commercial break. He's on a five-year max contract Mm -hmm. that he signed two years ago. Isn't this wild? And he seems disengaged in the NBA Finals. If they get anything from Michael Porter Jr., maybe they get a little extra from Aaron Gordon. KCP made one shot all of last night. Like, the Nuggets were not firing on all cylinders yesterday, and they still won by 15. So you can't just say that they needed a historic performance to win the game. They still won it pretty handily and got nothing from anyone else aside from Christian Brown. They won it handedly, though, because of those historic performances. Because, as you mentioned, it was those two guys against five. Like, it was those two guys all night long. The supporting cast for the Nuggets only put up 44 points last night. Like, it was Jamal Murray, and it was Nikola Jokic, and that was it on that team. That gives me some hope, I guess, as a Heat fan, because I'm like, all right, if we just... You can't shut down Jokic. All right. We know that. But, if you just can figure out a way to be more effective again against Jamal Murray, which that comes down to Jimmy Butler, because we saw Jimmy Butler when he was on Murray defensively in Game 2. We saw the effectiveness there when they were able to put in Kevin Love as well for more size that was finally able to stop some of that run from Aaron Gordon. That actually worked again in Game 3. The problem was that it felt like Jimmy Butler in Game 3 didn't have the same aggressiveness that he had in Game 2 from a defensive perspective or, frankly, an offensive perspective, although he did put up points last night. The whole team for the Heat felt like they were lacking some of that defensive energy that they're normally known for, that toughness and grit where they just wear on you all game long. I didn't see that from them quite the same way that we're used to seeing that from them last night. But that's a good thing from my perspective, not a bad thing, because it's a correctable thing going into game four. Also, there were things in the in the box score. There were categories in the box score that the Heat won that I do think they can capitalize off of moving forward. Like, it's not like the Nuggets were foolproof here, right? The Heat had more steals. The Nuggets had a lot more turnovers than the Heat. The Heat can go ahead and try to capitalize on those mistakes in game four. It's far from over. I don't know about the Jimmy Butler component of this because Jimmy feels like he hasn't been playoff Jimmy in quite some time, and that's concerning against this particular team. This team, with the best player arguably in the world on it, you're going to need a playoff Jimmy performance from Jimmy Butler at some point. We will see if playoff Jimmy and the Heat can get in the zone tomorrow night. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Is it arguable that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the world? You, you slipped that in it's, there. Ar- it's arguably. arguable because he doesn't. I don't think he, it's arguable. It's arguable because he doesn't play defense. Oh, like, th- come that's on. what's arguable about. Come First on. of all, it's a little arguable because I mean you're We're flying the across Anything's the court arguable. because Kyle Lowry breathes on you, Jokic. Like that's oh. what you need to do oh when you're gosh. the type of man who can create offense from anywhere, any which way. But I digress. Fight flopping aside, he's Am not I as bad on as Miami local radio right category. now. This this is unbelievable. The point is, he doesn't play defense. It's the whole reason Embiid <laughs> okay. got the MVP this season. Okay. Which, by the way, you should be embarrassed of yourself if you voted for Embiid. And I tried to tell you guys that at the time. Nevertheless, that's why people voted for Embiid. Just that's where the conversation you always everybody. rests. With you. All I, the best big men in the yeah. NBA. You hate them all. You hate them all. You should be embarrassed if you voted for Embiid. Uh, Jokic doesn't play any defense, any flops. All right, the Jokic thing 
Here's here's the deal. Bam's there an was one center. there was oh, one man, article frustrated me last night too. Go ahead. I think it was Kurt Goldsberry who does great work for us here at ESPN. He wrote an article about how Nikola Jokic doesn't play defense and there were a couple clips in there and a couple of fancy numbers and blah blah blah. I'm not going to tell you that Jokic is as imp- impactful defensively as Embiid or Giannis. But you watch him play, you can't tell me he's a total zero. On defense. Well, he's not a total zero. I mean, he could just stand there and not be a total zero. The man's eight feet tall and 4,000 pounds. <laughs> he's an like, alien you see in your yard in Vegas. Yes, he's right? eight feet tall. I mean, he could just stand under the basket and he wouldn't be a zero. So he plays some semblance of defense. Not much for his size. Not I much don't... for his position. That Denver Nuggets defense generally really isn't that good. It's a mediocre defense. It's the whole reason that I chose the Heat in seven because it's the whole reason I thought it was a beatable team. Okay, well, just like playoff Jimmy is different in the playoffs, I think the Nuggets defense is different in the playoffs. You never see a team with an average or below average defense win an NBA championship. It just doesn't happen very often. Usually the teams that win it all are either top five or top ten in both offense and defense. That's why it was kind of cool on the Nuggets entering the postseason. But you cannot argue with what they've done to this point in the playoffs. They have rolled through the competition. Their loss in Game 2 was their first loss in almost a calendar month. They swept the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Like It's a different team than we saw in the regular season. And I think Jokic has ramped up his play defensively. Some guys ratcheted up offensively, like playoff Jimmy, when he doesn't have a sore ankle. But Jokic, to me, cranks it up on the defensive side of the floor. Like He is actually an impressive defender, I think, at this point. When you're playing in the NBA Finals... Look, there are lots of guys who do this in the regular season. They maybe take some possessions off defensively because they have to carry the load for all 82 games. Jokic actually plays every game, so it might be hard for him to be 100% on both sides of the floor at all times. But defensively in the playoffs, he is a contributor. And you combine that with what he's doing, obviously, offensively, I don't think it's arguable that he's the best player in the world right now. And in hindsight, he probably should have won his third consecutive MVP this year. And I know it's not a playoff award. I know it's not a playoff award. But you could have made a great cogent argument for him before the playoffs even started. I mean, I did. In hindsight, he probably should have won three in a row. It's not arguable. He's the best player in the world. I agree with you there. I do think he should have won three in a row. I thought it at the time. Joe thought it should have gone to Joel Embiid. I argued that it should have gone to Jokic. I don't have a problem, frankly, with saying he's the best player in the world right now. But I also do think that there are issues with this Denver Nuggets defense. And that's the key to beating them. If you are going to beat this team, and you said teams with average defenses don't win championships, well, guess what? This team hasn't won a championship, Drew Carter. Are we sure? Coming up next, the Heat might not win. This is not my tease, okay? Because this is annoying that this is the tease I'm supposed to read immediately after saying that and dropping the <laughs> mic. And then the tease is the Heat might not win the NBA championship this year. I mean, what, what is that, James? But at least <laughs> I'll have Messi... To root for? This is the worst (laughs) tease of all time. We're going to talk about Messi coming to Miami next. Miami Center of the Sports Universe. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. 
This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals. The Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup Playoffs. Damian Lillard seems like he wants to be a member of the Miami Heat. Pure conjecture. Pure conjecture. The other two were true. Men's and women's hoops did spectacular in March. Mm -hmm. What else can I throw in there? Miami baseball just fired their coach. There you go. (laughs) It's the one bad thing happening in Miami sports. Uh, Might not be a bad thing, though, depending who reportedly mm-hmm. has interest, by the way, in taking that job. So even that might be on the list. But the other great thing, of course, that has happened to Miami center of the sports universe is that the greatest player in the entire world in soccer, the most famous player in the entire world, in Lionel Messi, is coming to Miami and playing in the MLS. And that is a huge blockbuster announcement. An announcement, Drew, that comes on the heels of people thinking that he was going to go home back to, well, back to his, back to Barcelona, move back to Barcelona, that he was going to take that crazy deal that Saudi Arabia was reportedly offering him. Nope. He decided that Miami's the move. He wants to play in Drive Pink Stadium just out, just north of Fort Lauderdale, Florida right now in front of what feels like a few thousand people for the time being. They're building a new fancy stadium in Miami, and I'm guessing that uh, things will change with uh, Messi around. All right, Amber, be honest with me. Do not lie. Before this Messi news... Did you know the name of the stadium? Yes. Where they play soccer? Yes, 100%. But that's okay. oh, that is because, I mean, I obviously lived down there, mm-hmm. worked on Miami Sports Radio for many, many years. It, it sounds when like you I still did do. that. It sounds like well, you still do based uh, on this show. Well, no, I mean, it just happens. Very that Miami it, show today. We're the, yeah. we're the center of the sports universe, and he's coming actually, in from Miami. I don't know what to tell you guys. But yes, I know I'm a thing or two about Inner Miami because of that. I'm wearing sunglasses and have shaved my head, and I'm going to have a white blazer on by the time this show is over. Um, look, Lionel Messi, we're not going to dive into the X's and O's of soccer here. That's not why you flip on Joe and Amber. But I will say this. I was just I was curious. I was looking through some Wikipedia pages of some famous soccer players who came over to America toward the twilight of their careers. Lionel Messi is going to dominate MLS, and it's going to be really fun to watch. He might not be the same player he was in his prime in Barcelona. He's still going to dominate. And I think he's probably closer to his prime than most of the guys who came over. Think about David Beckham, Kaká, Thierry Henry, Zlatan Ibrahimović. That's right. I can name soccer players. I got this. I am proud of you. Ibrahimović, when he played with the LA Galaxy for two years, scored 52 goals in 56 games. Mm -hmm. 
he was like 38 years old at 39 years old when he was doing that. Messi might average two goals per game in MLS, and you told me Miami was the worst team in the league last year. I, I did worst not team. know that. They yeah. might be the best team in the league next season. He might go one on 11 and just crush everyone. He's going to be like Roy Kent in Ted Lasso. I can't remember what season this was, but Roy Kent was like, I can retire or I can go to America where I would dominate, and the mm-hmm. language was a little more salty. You know what I'm talking about if you've seen that show. I could go to America where I would dominate, He's absolutely right. Even though in that show he is a turtle and he is washed up and he's angry and the anger is what makes him a good player at that point in his career, Lionel Messi will come to America and dominate. And I'm actually probably going to tune in on Apple TV, which will give Lionel Messi some money because in what to me seems like an unprecedented move, he's getting Apple stock or something because he's playing in MLS. Right. So that's really, he's coming here. He's coming here for Apple. He's coming here for the ownership stake that he's going to get after he's done playing. He's coming here as a business decision. And he's very clearly coming here also to grow the game here. It feels like he's coming here to take over America in terms of soccer, right? Like this is the last territory that he hasn't done. Messi has conquered the entire world. And he certainly just did that with this last World Cup. He has conquered the entire world. He has accomplished everything that you could ever accomplish in that sport. Most people consider him the greatest, right? And so now he comes to the one place where there are quite literally parts of this country he could go to and probably go to a restaurant and nobody would recognize him, which I'm sure for somebody like Lionel Messi is like the crazy, like where else in the world could he go and no Nobody and people not know who he is. Now, most places in America, people are still going to recognize him. But I would imagine that there's probably some places that it's just not the same. The fever for soccer over here, but it's becoming more and more and more. And you're seeing it with also the valuation of these MLS franchises. David Beckham another superstar who made his way to America in his playing days, but also then drove his stake in the grounds in America in terms of business. And he starts here, this franchise in Miami, and it's already in before Messi, the valuation of it, where this happens, we know with sports teams generally, but it happens with MLS teams as well. An incredibly good investment and a very good business decision by David Beckham. And now he has helped talk Messi into coming here. It is something like every 72 seconds now, Inner Miami has a new follower on Instagram. It's unbelievable what has happened. The ticket prices in the MLS have increased at t- in some places a thousand times. Like it's it's things that we've never seen. It's being rumored. We don't know when his debut is. The game that it's being rumored that people expect might be the target date for his debut. Ticket prices now for that game are about thirteen hundred dollars to get into that game. That is unheard of in the MLS. Like MLS tickets traditionally are cheap tickets. Are you going to be there at, at Drive Pink Stadium? That's what it's called. Drive Pink gonna, Stadium. Be in the house? Messi is coming for the first time in his career. He will be on a bad team, right? I mean, I imagine some of these things will change, and for I know now. they're looking at more players from Argentina, <laughs> yeah. but he's he's coming to a bad team in front of eighteen thousand people, and that's eighteen thousand. Like this is a dude who's used to playing in front of hundreds of thousands. He's going to be playing in front of eighteen thousand. Uh, will I be at Drive Pink Stadium? I don't know if I can afford these ticket prices. We'll see. <laughs> Shout out to all the people who have season tickets uh, for Inter Miami before Messi made his announcement. Coming up next, Damian Lillard. He might want to come to Miami too. Let's keep the Miami convo going. Joe and Amber, the podcast. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. Joe and Amber, Drew Carter, filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find him at Droodle25. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Oklahoma, Florida State right now still tied at zero. They're in the bottom of the third in the Women's College World Series. Panthers up one zip on the Golden Knights in game three early in the first. Things looking better tonight so far for the Florida Panthers than those last couple games. They certainly need it. We'll keep you up to date on those games as the show rolls on. But right now it is time to big deal, not a big deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Joe and Amber? James Steele, producer extraordinaire at times. No, you had it right in the <laughs> beginning, and then you added the caveat, and I don't yeah. like that. Um, all right, so this is big deal, not a big deal. Drew, I think you've played this before. I have. Pretty yes. easy concept. I'm going to read you something, and then you're going to tell me if it's a big deal or not a big deal, and it's pretty easy. I think I get it. Everyone follows along. All right, so Heat Guard, Tyler Hero, continuing with his Miami theme tonight. My goodness. Uh, hasn't been cleared to play and has been ruled out for game four. Amber, big deal or not a big deal? I mean, it's starting to feel, I guess, like it's a big deal because we have to have this conversation before every game. And at some point here, it's going to be obvious that he's not going to be available to us in the NBA finals. Coming off of obviously last night, it would look like it would be nice if we could have our second best offensive we player on the court. Are. Our second best. <laughs> Offensive player, a, a guy who averaged 20 points per game this season for the Miami Heat. Nevertheless, they've been rolling in these playoffs. Even after the Tyler Hero injury, they had been doing just fine without him. We'd even had conversations about whether he would affect the rhythm in a negative way of that team. So I'll say big deal just because we keep having to discuss it. And it feels like the injury is worse than we thought, or he's further away from coming back than we thought Drew, but also... I'm not really surprised that he's not ready to come back and the Heat should be able to do it without him. Well, because of what you just said, we keep talking about it and we keep asking the question and getting the same answer. My initial instinct was to say not a big deal because it's the same news we've been hearing for weeks. But then I thought about it a little more and I was like, hey, the Heat scored 94 points against a team that Amber Wilson thinks is horrific defensively. Last mm-hmm. night. And this is a Miami team that I mean, you said he, overstating. You said he no. averaged, what, 20 points per game in the regular yes. season? He averaged 20 of the 109, roughly, for the Heat in the regular season, which was mm-hmm. the lowest total of any NBA team, playoffs or not. 
they have struggled offensively all season. If Jimmy Butler is actually injured, whether or not he is, and I think he probably is, not an excuse, but he has not been the same guy since game two of the Knicks series, which he missed with an ankle injury, they need offense. And it is a big deal if Tyler Hero is not going to be back. All right, good start. Uh, So up next, Ellie De La Cruz. Oh, yeah. Made his Major League Baseball debut on Tuesday for the Cincinnati Reds. He's the number four prospect in baseball, I believe. Uh, and he hit his first career home run last night. Drew, since this you personally requested to talk about Ellie, is uh-huh. this kid a big deal or not a big deal? He is quite literally the definition of a big deal. It is a big de la Cruz. That's what my man Ellie is for Cincinnati. He's a six foot five shortstop. If you read about this guy, you'll see a lot of people refer to him as like a create a player. I don't even think you could create a player this different in MLB The Show. Because usually when you do, if you give him extra height, then he loses some speed. You lose some points you can put toward his attributes. This guy's not missing anything. He throws like 100 miles an hour across the diamond. I actually pray for Joey Votto, whoever's playing first base for the Reds now. Because that ball is going to be zipping into the mitt at first. And that's not even the most impressive thing he does. He's one of the fastest players in the bigs already. James, you said he went like home to third in 10.7 seconds or something insane. Crazy. Every time he hits the ball, the exit velo is 110 or above. His first career home run came off his bat at 116, I think. He had a double at 112 for his first MLB hit. He had three games in the or he had one game in the minor leagues where he had three hits, each of them with an exit velo above 115. So yes. It is a big deal. The Reds, by the way, are only five games under 500. Last year they lost 100 games. Everyone hates the ownership. Sell the team, yada, yada. It actually is kind of a big deal if they've got a generational player, which it seems like Ellie De La Cruz might be, because maybe their fans won't hate the team anymore. So, yes, Amber, I say big deal. The ball left his bat at 114.8 miles per hour and landed in the last two rows of the right yeah. field stands at Great American Ballpark for a two-run homer that tied the score at two, a 458-foot drive. That is big, but this is not actually a big deal. Because Haterade. despite everything that Drew Carter just said, we are talking about the number one ranked prospect He just started his Major League Baseball career quite literally the day before this over. So it's not a big deal yet. Like, I I mean, I'm glad we think he might be a big deal. There's a lot of hope that this kid possesses. It's exciting if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, but we ain't there yet. Do you think that if Ellie De La Cruz played for the Miami Marlins, Amber would say it's a big deal? We I, you probably wouldn't <laughs> talk about anything else. <laughs> yeah. Marlins not so bad this season, though. Watch out of, for those Marlins. Have you seen this guy, Ellie De La Cruz? It's a big deal. We all know it is. All right. Uh, so I guess we, we need to get back into Miami stuff. Uh, every offseason, every trade deadline, all we wonder about is whether or not Damian Lillard is going to get traded out of Portland, finally to a contender, and uh, escape the Blazers. Uh, Could it finally actually happen this offseason? Here's Dame on Brian Custer's Last Stand podcast. Everybody keeps saying Damian Lillard is going to be traded to the Knicks. Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Heat. Damian Lillard should be traded to the Celtics. Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Nets. If one of those trades went through out of those teams, which one would you be like, "Eh, that's not too bad? 
<laughs> Miami, obviously. <laughs> Miami is the obvious one. And Bam is my dog. Yeah, that's uh, my reaction exactly, Drew, who uh, put his face in his hands. All right, so uh, Amber, big deal or not a big deal that Damian Lillard, without any kind of prompting, mentioned the Miami Heat as a destination he'd love to go to. If we could still make our own ringtones, I would set my ringtone as that, as Damian Lillard just saying, Miami, obviously, because obviously, you know, in fact, when Ellie De La Cruz is actually a big deal in the majors, when we get to that point, he'll probably want to come to the Marlins and then right. we can have a conversation because that's just the way everything's going in Miami. Right. Everybody wants Such to be in Miami. Uh, this is a big deal that Damon admitted that the Miami Heat would be an organization that he wants to join. The problem is he then goes on to say, Drew, that if they win the championship this year, he's out on that. So apparently doesn't want to come to Miami. <laughs> if we win an NBA title, which Dave, what are you doing? Like, I'll make the rich, richer ring chase, buddy. The whole country wants to see you on a different team, not because you aren't spectacular and great and not because your loyalty to that organization hasn't been admirable. We all want to see you on a different team because we want to see you play on the biggest stage because you're that exciting of a player and we feel like we're at the tail or further end here of your prime. We're going to miss our chance to see you in your greatest form on the greatest stage. And so I think I speak for everybody when I say come to a contender. And of course, that contender, Drew, is the Miami Heat. All right, a um, couple things. <laughs> Number one, Dame Lillard has played on the biggest stage. He's been in a Western Conference final. He, he has one of the most stage. iconic not, shots. Li- quite literally not the biggest stage. He has one of the most iconic shots in recent playoff history in the shot over Paul George, and he waved goodbye to the fans. He's been on the biggest stage. Uh, number two, this is not a big deal because, like James said, every day of every week we're talking about when is Damian Lillard going to leave Portland. There was a report – a year or two ago where he's I think Chris Haynes reported it that said Damian Lillard is unhappy in Portland and usually with superstars when there's smoke there's fire with Dame Lillard it doesn't seem like there is Dame Lillard is loyal to Portland it, it's at a premium these days not to sound old even though I did just have my 26th birthday these days <laughs> these NBA superstars are not loyal to a city but Damian, Damian Lillard is he's a unicorn in today's day and age there have been reports that he wants to leave and he hasn't done it yet so it is not a big deal because I don't think he's leaving and, and the third point by the way I love Brian Custer he's our good friend here at ESPN but for this to be aggregated as a headline that Damian Lillard wants to go to the Heat is completely ridiculous because he gave him four options and Damian Lillard was basically joking around like Miami's a nice place to live, right? And like I'm friends with Bam Adebayo, so yeah, I guess Miami. He's not like telling Woj, "Hey, get me to Miami. That's what I want right now." This is a very it's a very lighthearted request for Dame Lillard to play in Miami. This is not a big deal. Oh, Drew Carter's close personal friend, Brian Custer, I guess. Uh, all right, so. Part of the worldwide leader, baby. B. Cuss, co-worker. All right, the Carolina. Also, pa- if Miami could pull off a trade without having to get rid of Bam for Dam, that would be something. Yeah. All right. Uh, enough Miami sports for one night, I think. The yeah. Carolina Panthers have Never. elevated rookie Bryce Young, a number one overall pick, to the number one quarterback spot. A move Coach Frank Reich said Thursday is, quote, the next step in the top pick of this year's draft becoming the week one starter. Drew, big deal, not a big deal, that Bryce Young is QB1. Not a big deal. We all knew this was going to happen, right? But I will say this. Am I the only person who wonders what happened to Matt Corral? 
Can we put Matt Corral on a milk carton? As someone who I loves about him for a moment, right? As someone who really loves did. SEC football, yeah, I want to know where Matt Corral is. The guy at Ole Miss was a Heisman contender. Yeah, he was great. They, they drafted him in the third round, and he's just disappeared. I know he was injured. He had a foot injury, missed yeah. his entire rookie season. Right. But I want to know where Matt Corral. I know it's it's obviously you know this question should have been asked a long time ago. It's over. They have Bryce Young. He's their guy. Obviously, he's QB one. But I say justice for Matt Corral. Someone trade for him. And someone give him a chance. I did forget Matt Corral was drafted by that team now that you Mm -hmm. say that. And I actually thought that was a decent draft pick. But yet, otherwise, not a big deal. This is just business as usual. They said that this is just him taking that next step. This is when they were planning to take it anyways. Andy Dalton had gotten more reps up to this point. You need to get the guy that you took at the top of the draft the first team reps. That's what they're doing here. This ain't much of a story. We all knew that this time would come. I'm not tired of talking about Miami sports. Are you guys? Let us know. Hey. Give us a call. Let's keep talking about Miami sports. Triple eight. Say ESPN or anything else. If you want to talk about Matt Corral, you can call in too. Whatever takes you have for us. 888-729-3776. We will take your phone calls next here on Joe and Amber. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Phone lines are open here on Joe and Amber. Drew Carter filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. Give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Right now, Oklahoma and Florida State are going at it in the Women's College World Series. Drew Carter, you're plugged in. Yes, I've been watching this entire game. Of course, you know, my focus is devoted to the show, Joe and Amber, number seems, one. But also questionable I, whether it is I'm, actually if you're watching I'm keeping, a game, but okay. I'm keeping one eye on this OU FSU <laughs> game. It's awesome. If, if anyone has never watched softball and specifically the women's college world series, I'm telling you, please get to a TV and put on ESPN television and watch. Number one, some of the best broadcasters in the business. You got Beth, Jess, Smitty, Holly Rowe. They are plugged in. They love the sport more than anyone loves any sport they work on. Number two, this is the same matchup it was two years ago in 2021 when Oklahoma won their first of back-to-back championships. Number three, the Sooners have won 52 games in a row, which is the longest in the history of the sport. They're trying to win again. If they win tonight, they win it all. But also, Kat Sandercock is pitching for Florida State. She's one of the best pitchers in the country. She's dealing. It's 0-0 going to the bottom of the fourth right now. We've already had a bases-loaded jam escaped by Sandercock and FSU, and a home run robbery in this game. It is amazing television. I implore you to put on ESPN TV and turn the sound on after 9 Eastern after listening to Joe and Amber. Yeah, so that one is on ESPN and on ESPN+. Plus. Right now, the Florida Panthers are up one goal to none on the Las Vegas Knights, about five minutes left in the first period. In that game, let's play Caller Roulette. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. 
Tony is in Erie. Hey, Tony, thanks for the call. What do you have for us? Hey, Amber. I'm so happy I got on. I want to tell you, first off, I love you. I love the show. But i got to be honest. I'm, I'm sick and tired. I've had it up to here listening to you guys talk about Miami tonight. It's unbelievable. Where's the respect for some, some Denver Nuggets folks out here? You guys are witnessing history here in the NBA Finals. Two of the best, the best duo you may have ever seen. And yes! one of the best coaches in the NBA. Yes. We want to talk yes. about Miami. Come on, okay, one of the best coaches in Absolutely. the NBA because, you know, the other best coach in the NBA is Stop! on the other sideline. No! I'm just saying. Enough! Both, Enough! Both arguably the best the coaches in the NBA coaching this game. Okay, Four fine. Minutes. We're giving. We've Four said numerous left. times. We've said We're numerous times that Jokic is the best player in the world right now. Both yes. I have said that. Andrew Carter has said yes. that. I'm sorry. This has been a Miami focused show. It's just the way the cookie crumbles when Miami is the center of the sports universe right now. Drew, I can't do oh, anything about goodness. that. Messi was like, you know, Messi was looking at all of his options all across the entire world. And Messi was like, you know, I want to go where the Panthers are in the finals and the Heat are in the finals. And Kane's basketball was hooping this season. Okay. And Damian Lillard, I heard he wants to go there too, even though I'm pretty sure Lionel Messi has no idea who Damian Lillard is. You say Messi had all these great options. It was either go to Saudi Arabia or go back to his ex, Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, Nah, not great. He's coming to Miami. That's that's awesome. Miami that's great. Is pretty great, but never Denver lost. Nuggets. We will give you your flowers, Tony and Erie. You're absolutely right. This has been the best team in the NBA all season long. They deserve their love. Jokic, best player. Murray makes it the best duo. Michael Malone might even be the best coach in this series. What? That's something oh, that nobody Carter, wants stop. to talk about. Cut off, somebody Michael cut off his mic. Michael Malone. Yes, nobody wants Look, to talk about everybody it Everybody loves absurd. Eric Spolstra. I do too. Right. Great coach. Michael Malone, if they gentlemen sweep the heat, I think you can say he's a better coach do than Eric Spolstra. Do you know right gentlemen sweep right Jokic? I mean, that's laughable. Gentlemen sweep. Spo would have won You have Jimmy Butler. Spo, Spo you have Ben Adebayo. Spo would have won this thing in three. If he oh, had Jokic, okay? Oh, That's how good Look, They're Spoh both is. great coaches. Let's give some love to Michael Malone, though. A little bit of love. I'm sorry. Are the Denver Nuggets the one seed all he's year the, long? He's the that coach all season. The best team in the what NBA. Are you, are the, oh, no, I'm but sorry. Do, do people I forgot think that, that good coaches are supposed to get the eight seed and have their offense be the worst in the NBA in the regular season. I forgot. That's a well, prerequisite for being considered the best coach Well, that's actually true. I mean, that, that, that does help, actually, the case. But, no, I'm just saying, are you telling me that the one seed that most people consider the best team in the NBA with the best player in the world on it doesn't get respect. Come on. That's all they get. Let's spin the wheel. Not from you. I respect the Denver Nuggets. I respect them <laughs> so much it's going to feel even better when the Heat take them down in seven. Terrence. Terrence, our friend from Georgia. Hey, Terrence. Thanks for the call. What do you have tonight? Hey, uh, Amber, I, I agree with you. Uh, if the Heat hit the shots that they were supposed to hit last night, it's a different ball game. They couldn't throw a, a brick in the ocean standing at the shoreline last <laughs> night. I'm like, oh, my God, what are they doing? But, Thank you, you know, Terrence. Now, it's important to note Terrence took the Nuggets in four. So, Terrence <laughs> did have to call me. He did have to apologize <laughs> for that. Wait, I banned Terrence from the show at Terrence. one point. Terrence and I have a complicated history. But Terrence and I are back on track. Now he's clearly also helping defend my Miami Heat. I'm glad that Terrence came around. Drew, I knew we were in trouble last night when I was watching the pregame show and everybody on the panel 
took the heat to win that game. When Stephen A. Smith and Jalen Rose and everybody except for Greeny took the heat to win, I didn't like that one bit. I feel much more confident when everybody counts the heat down and out and everybody's sleeping on the heat. I don't like it when everybody's on on the same side as the heat. It doesn't go well. I'm raising my hand. I'm, I'm sleeping on the heat. I'm down and out. I've taken a couple NyQuil. I am tucked in. I am sleeping on the heat. So there you go. Miami, if you need more motivation, I am sleeping on you. Because after two hours of filling in on this show, which has been a lovely experience, I don't want to hear the words Miami or heat ever again in my life. It would make one question whether you were sincere when you called it a lovely experience <laughs> by what you followed it up with. James, I think you feel similarily. Yeah, I'm practically in a coma. Uh so, yeah, we're not but we're you on have to tomorrow, come back we're to not the, on Monday, oh, so right, by the time not, you hear the show again, uh, the NBA Finals will be over. Uh, no, it actually won't be. We'll still be waiting for Game 7. That will be fun. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.